Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is More Than Numbers, uh, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I'm your co-host, Lamar Bratton, along with the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo. Keanu, what's going on, my man? Welcome back, everybody. Back in this thing for another podcast. Today's title is going to be Victim versus Victor. What is your mindset? Before we get into that, I got to let you know, Keanu, I jumped on your website last week. Got to say, man, beautiful layout. You weren't joking when you said that it's on steroids and it looks really good. But you said that there's some other things on there that I may not have noticed. So how about you share that with the crowd? Yeah, man. Thanks for that. We uh, we definitely overhauled that thing and really made it more true to the true strategy brand. Um, had some great people, a great team working on that. Uh, shout out to my brother, Daniel Brenneman. But uh, on the on the website, we want it to be uh, very geared towards interaction and engagement. So actually, by the time this podcast comes out, we would have started our blog. So we're gonna be I'm gonna be posting blogs on there continuously. At least every Tuesday, you'll see a new blog post, very short, 500 words or less, very quick read. But they're gonna be impactful, so that way we can just add that to your arsenal of development. Also, you will find a tab on that website called More Than Numbers. So More Than Numbers, of course, this is our podcast, but More Than Numbers is also going to be a course that we are offering, More Than Numbers Sales and More Than Numbers Lead. So if you're interested in growing in your leadership abilities, your leadership capacity, understanding yourself, understanding others, growing your team and growing your business, then Lead will be the course for you. And More Than Numbers Sales, if you're interested in growing just in your business in general, building connection with people, because we know, Lamar, that everything involves sales, how to um, really empathize, connect with your clients to grow your business, and that's the route for you. And both of those will be starting on November 3rd. So you can go onto the website there and pre-register today and just join us for that live course. You know, Lamar, a lot of people that I'm coaching now, one thing that they're missing the most is networking opportunity, being able to connect with people. So both courses in more than number sales and lead, we're going to have opportunity to network with other entrepreneurs and leaders or other sales professionals. So that way you can grow your network and grow your business. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it to get started. Nice, man. Seems like you got a lot of different things going on. You're TikToking, you're, you're, you're Instagramming, you're making blogs daily. You got the, your, your one-on-one coaching, your, your engagements, this podcast, man, you are really on fire and it's great to see you. Um, grow this thing into a number of different ways. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm excited so, about it. So let's get into our topic, victim versus victor. What you came at me last minute, you actually switched it up on me. So like, what, where did this come from? What was the inspiration? Yeah. You know, first of all, thank you, Lamar, for being flexible in my inspiration about things. This one actually had been sitting with me for a couple of weeks and I've just mm-hmm. been batting around the thought process and the idea and really just navigating my own personal story to understand why I wanted to talk about choosing not to be a victim and choosing to be a victor, yeah. um, not fighting from a place of victimhood, but fighting from a place of victory. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for being flexible because you know, when I get that inspiration, that Holy Spirit inspiration, we got to yeah. go with it. Um, But it comes from a place for me personally in the way that I was raised. A victim mindset, I realize looking back at my life, has been implanted uh, in my life from very early on. Mm -hmm. Because I remember the way that I was raised. I was raised with four other kids in a single wide trailer in a feedlot in northeast New Mexico, Clayton, New Mexico. Do you know what a feedlot is, Lamar? I have no clue what a feedlot is. Absolutely not. 
being from uh, California, I don't even know if they have feedlots in California. I'm a city boy. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I just know that it probably smells like crap wherever you're at. Right, exactly. Well, where I'm from, Clayton, New Mexico, northeastern New Mexico, surrounded by three feedlots. So yeah, it, it smelled kind of terrible. Uh, but a feedlot's basically, Lamar, it's a place where they keep a lot of cows, they feed them, and then they ship them off to become your burger. All right. Mm. Uh, but we Shout lived out to feedlots then because we need those. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so we lived on a feedlot. Uh, the reason being is because the rent was free. So we lived in a single wide trailer on a feedlot with four other kids and then my stepmom and my dad. When my stepmom and my dad had met, she had two of her own kids. My dad had me and then they had two together living in a three bedroom house. This is not whatsoever to demean the way that I was raised or my upbringing or the work ethic of my parents because I know that they gave it their all to give us right. the life that we had. And I'm super thankful. My dad taught me work ethic, respect, honor, integrity, all of these great things. Mm -hmm. But I realized now that I was raised with a victim's mindset, almost a poor me mindset and mm -hmm. thinking that you know, if I didn't have something that the world owed me something. And that was multiplied in the fact that I grew up on, on welfare and food stamps and government assistance of all kinds. And it really kept me in a place of thinking that the world owed me something. Over time, and especially now being a business owner, I've realized that that victim mindset is something that is a choice. And we can take steps to get out of that. And I think it's just with the way that the world is right now and everything that's going on, everybody really, one, they're encouraged to be the victim. And yeah. two, it's very easy to be the victim because then you don't have to take responsibility. Wow. So when it comes down to that shift that happened, when did it all click for you like to go from victim to victor? About nine months ago here in North Carolina. I was with my wife and we were talking about um, just some relationships that we built out here, some amazing people, business owners, their family owns land, they own multiple mm -hmm. homes, just amazing people, very generous, very kind, God-fearing. And I remember having this thought and I told my wife, wow, I wish my grandparents or my great-grandparents would have established land like their grandparents or great-grandparents did. I wish right. that my family that came before me would have established fill in the blank for me. I wish they would have established a legacy for me. And right. again, that mindset triggered that I hadn't completely defeated that yet. And in the same breath, in the same thought process, it hit me. Well, I can continue to point a finger and say, well, look what they have. And mm -hmm. why didn't my family do that for me? Or I can choose to say right now, and this is as I was going into quitting my full-time job and starting my business, that yeah. I'm going to create something now. So that way my grandkids and great grandkids don't have to look back and say the same thing. Well, wow. why wasn't this established for me? They'll be able to look back and say, no, my grandfather, great grandfather made a decision in 2020 to not be a victim anymore and to start creating something. Stop blaming everyone else and taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good, man. I, I hear that fire um, coming up in your voice right now. Very excited about the topic. <laughs> when you say things like that, man, I wish that my grandparents had established things like that for me. If you stick in that thought process, what are the dangers of that? Well, I, I actually, we're recording this on Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Disclaimer, mm -hmm. I am Hispanic, Spanish, Native American, and Lamar is Black American. All right, so disclaimer, 
uh, we can speak about some of these things. So it's Indigenous <laughs> People's Day is what they call it. And I sent a voice message to my family this morning and saying, we're not going to look back and not, we're not going to say, well, because this person did that, you know, we're, we're angry or we hate them because ultimately yeah. we are where we are because of some of those things. Now, we're not going to celebrate some of the things that happened, i.e. Columbus yeah. Day. And now it doesn't affect my family because my family comes from Spanish conquistadors that came up through Mexico. So that's mm -hmm. my heritage. So what Columbus did here on the East Coast, that wasn't necessarily my lineage. But I'm not going to look Got back you. and say, well, you know, I hate that because of that, because we're here now with opportunity mm -hmm. ahead of us. So if we spent all of our time looking back and saying, look what happened, Look yeah. at, and, and this is to be sensitive to all people, but to say, well, this happened and us only to harp on that, well, we're never going to move forward. Mm -hmm. We're never going to begin taking strides to move forward because we're going to be so focused on that. And I equate it to when I'm coaching people. When I coach people, oftentimes, and this is with everyone, whether you're an eight or a nine or a one or a five or whatever, everyone has the habit of looking back and yep. blaming what happened instead of addressing it, facing it, understanding it, and then moving forward. Because yeah. it's so much easier to remain in comfortable pain than it is to move into uncomfortable progress. I want to stay in comfortable pain. I want to continue to focus on these things that happened to me instead of move into uncomfortable progress and move forward. Yeah, yeah. comfortable pain. That's a really interesting uh, phrase that you're saying right there. Comfortable pain versus uncomfortable. Comfortable pain. Comfortable pain. Uncomfortable pain progress. versus uncomfortable progress. What does that mean? It means in my life, comfortable pain is looking back at everything that happened in my life and saying, poor me. Saying, well, if you don't know, Lamar, what I went through, so you can't understand what it's like, and I'm going to sit here and be comfortable in my mm. poor me mindset instead of mm. getting uncomfortable, taking responsibility for what I can do now and moving forward. Wow. Wow. So that's essentially allowing yourself to sit in the suck and say that I'm here because of, and you might actually be somewhere that has nothing to do with your fault. That right. might be completely true. It might not be your fault, but that doesn't mean it's not your responsibility. Exactly. Right? It's not your responsibility to try to make something different happen. Right. And even if it doesn't turn out to be for yourself, it could be for the next two generations of your own lineage. Exactly. I really, really love that. I really, really love that. You know, the people are really hearing my, my deepest inner eight coming out today. I'm very mm -hmm. fired up about this topic, but <laughs> I want you all to know people that now you're getting a firsthand example of what it sounds like when an eight is passionate. It might sound very angry. The <laughs> fact is I'm very passionate about this topic because I know someone listening to this needs to break that mindset. Wow. I know someone listening to this needs to choose to be a victor today and stop living a life of victimhood. I know that someone listening to this is going to move forward tomorrow and they're going to begin building the life and the legacy that they want to leave for their kids. So I'm very passionate, but that's that, that challenger, that protector that's rising up in me that says, I, I'm for you. And I've wrestled with these things. So let me walk you through how I wrestled with them so you can wrestle with them. And together we can move forward, creating something better for those that come after us. Yep. Yep. There's a really good quote that I've heard all the time. I need to get better. I remember who says these quotes, <laughs> but, but it goes, uh, looking at the past leads to depression. Worrying about the future leads to anxiety. And I think that when you're in this depressive state of always 
going on over and over and over again about um, what has happened to you, what has happened to your lineage. Those are all things in history that have happened. By no means should we ever forget them. Right. But at some point, we have to stop using them as a crutch as to why we can't move forward. 100%. Doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean that it should, you can just flip a switch and make it happen. But it first starts with the choice. And you have to choose that you're going to do something different. Right. You may not exactly know how you're going to do it. But at the very least, you can choose to do something different. And it starts with your mindset. See, Lamar's going to deliver it in a much nicer, more kind and <laughs> articulate way. I loved what you said there, Lamar. Exactly. It's taking responsibility and now looking forward. And for all of you, more than numbers, Enneagram for entrepreneurs, this is going to be a struggle for most of you. It doesn't matter. Even if you grew up affluent, even if you grew up with money, there are still going to be things within your mindset that will try and trigger you to a place of victimhood that are going to mm -hmm. try and make you say that, well, you don't understand. Right. Yeah. Because even then people that are, that have a lot of money, they, I was raised with some people that had a lot of money and trust me, they had some of their own issues as well. We all have <laughs> our own demons we're struggling with. Right. So it's just not staying in that place. And again, that's as well, just so much of my personality. When I'm talking with someone, I can empathize, I can connect, I can help guide them through these things. But in time, if you continue to look back and blame and blame and blame, then eventually it's very hard to coach that person because they're not wanting to take responsibility. They're wanting to maintain that familiar pain instead of that unfamiliar progress, right? So, you know, in all of these things right now, there are a lot of people right now in the world that we live in that are wanting to cling to that victimhood and saying, mm -hmm. well, you don't understand. Hey, no, I don't understand your situation in particular, but do you understand it? <laughs> because if you begin to understand it, then you can begin to take responsibility and you can begin to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's interesting because just, you know, the, the numbers would show, I posted a TikTok one time. It was my most viral TikTok, like 150,000 views or something. It was, it was mediocre. Big baller, shot caller. Yeah. It, compared to <laughs> other things on TikTok, it wasn't that great. But it was talking about, don't take it personal. Don't take it personally. It's not a personal problem. It's their personal problem. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't saying that you don't have to take responsibility for your actions. What I was saying is you don't have to take responsibility for all of it. So mm. if you've been hurt in your life, it's not all your fault. It's not all their fault, right? Yeah. In, in relationships, right? There are certain things that happen. I want to be sensitive to that. That was not at all your fault. Certain yeah. things that happened, right? But I was getting at, don't take it personally. It's not a personal problem. It's their problem. That's why they hurt you. That's why they left you. That's why they cheated on you. That's why they betrayed you in business, whatever it was. But the next video I posted that said, however... Mm -hmm. You do have to take responsibility for what is yours to carry. You do yeah. have to take responsibility for what is your fault. And mm -hmm. it got a fraction of the views and a fraction of the likes. Why? <laughs> because people don't want to take responsibility and want to take ownership. They want yeah. people to say, poor you, right? You're the victim and it's somebody else's fault. And, and we're just not going to have that around here. You're going to get the yeah. most authentic Keanu and Lamar. And you're going to learn about how to become the best business owner and the best entrepreneur. It's going to have a lot to do with ownership and responsibility because if you can't own your, your personality, if you can't take yeah. responsibility for your tendencies and who you are, then you're going to be running around hurting and destroying things instead of actually building your business. So I think exactly. it's a very necessary topic for entrepreneurs and business owners. That makes me think of 
uh, a scripture in Deuteronomy, uh, and I believe Moses is talking to the people, and he says, uh, uh, the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we are accountable, and our children, we are accountable for every, sorry, we and our children are accountable for everything that he has revealed to us, Mm. right? So there could be things when you've been hurt, when something has happened to you, uh, something has happened to a grandparent of yours that has now trickled down to you. You're right. You're not accountable for those. Those are things that were never revealed to you in the first place, but we are accountable forever for what we are aware of, for what he has asked us to do. Absolutely. And we know that we can control our day to day. And we know that we have a choice because it's been freely given. I love that. It's just taking responsibility for your point in, 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 in time right now, your point in history. Yeah. Uh, I had this thought that, uh, you know, when I was stepping out on starting my business, I, I had this impression. I believe that it was from God that said, this, these aren't your plans. These are my plans and you just get to execute them. Mm-hmm. God saying the impact that you're going to bring to your clients, the impact you're going to bring to the world and the impact you're going to bring to your legacy, you get to carry these out. Right. Right. They're not mine. How could I be so uh, foolish to think that I would think of these great ideas, right? And build such a great <laughs> business. It was all God. Right. Uh, but with that, I had this thought that said, but if I don't do it, if I don't take responsibility for what has been revealed to me, if I don't execute on these plans, how many more generations of my family and my lineage have to deal with being lower class? have to rely on government assistance, right? Mm-hmm. It could be four or five more generations before another little baby, Keanu Trujillo, the 17th, steps up and says, I want to start a business. I want to recreate a legacy. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that for my legacy. Right. My wife, her parents came from Mexico. They are from Mexico. They are legal citizens, hardworking citizens of America. But they came here believing for more. And my family at some point migrated to northern New Mexico from somewhere and believed for more. And I think that at some point, all of us, we stopped fighting for more. Mm -hmm. At some point, we all got complacent. We chose familiar complacency over unfamiliar progress again. And we thought, well, you know, I think I'm just going to settle here and I think this is good enough. But at some point, we all descended from people that wanted more. And so what I'm hoping in this, you hear the fire in my voice, the excitement in my voice, I'm hoping to awaken that within you. Because whether you're white or black or brown or Chinese or Indian, whatever you may be, or Native American, at some point, at some point, you are a descendant of somebody that wanted and believed for more. And that is the beauty of our great country that you are descended from there. At some point, you're going to have to face that. And I'm hoping that now is the reckoning. Now is the awakening (laughs) that brings that out in you. And of course, paired with coaching and understanding with things like the Enneagram and above all, awareness from what God thinks of you, that you are more than a conqueror, that he does have you here with a plan, that this would awaken something within you that would motivate you and encourage you and give you the discipline you need to move forward into victory and away from victimhood. Yeah. I think of this makes me, you kind of brought me back to my own grandfather. Um, and he had him and his wife, my grandmother took my dad and his uh, other six brothers and sisters. They loaded up in one car and they had one trunk full of stuff. And they took, they came all the way from South Carolina and drove to California. Wow. How easy could it have been for them to sit in this victim mindset 
of, well, all we got is one car, all we have is one trunk, oh, we got seven kids, and we're going to go all the way to California. A number of different things that they could have stacked the odds against and said, like, oh, we couldn't, we can't do this. Right. But had they not had that dream, they wouldn't have taken that chance. My dad doesn't meet my mom. Wow. Uh, and I'm not here. So there's there's dreams that have been planted inside of you that can lead to someone else's dream either your direct lineage or someone that has impacted by your lineage or by your decision to not sit where you're at, but go make something happen. Yeah, it's probably going to be 10 times harder because of the position that you probably didn't put yourself in on your own. But why? Why sit there? Why would my grandparents want to sit around in, in South Carolina, uh, oppressed, abused, uh, not exactly sure if they're going to be safe. Why would they just sit there and soak in that? If they had a victim mindset, they would have just said like, oh, we're just going to have to deal with it. We'll just have to stick around here. And oh, we can't we can't go to the West Coast. So this is too far. There's too many things like like our family, you know, was was raised in a plantation. And so we like our roots are here. Right. They could have easily said that. And that would have been so different. And that's what we're doing every single day that we decide to sit in the victim is that we're just truly sitting in the mud. It's interesting hearing that story, Lamar. Thank you for sharing because I've never even heard that. I didn't know how long you know your family goes back. I knew you were raised in California, but I didn't know when that happened. Mm -hmm. But it so translates knowing the success that your mom's had in her career and yeah. your dad leading and starting his own church, right? Mm -hmm. And you getting a division one scholarship and playing football and holding records at UNM and being as successful as you are now. You can see how those decisions traced right back here to South Carolina and the decision your grandparents made, not only, of course, did it lead to your being born. Thank you. Yeah. I thank them for that. But it translated because they set a tempo for your family that, hey, this is what we do. This is yeah. how we operate. We see something that we want and we go for it. We make it happen. We don't sit here and wonder, well, you know, poor me. We say, I'm going to go and influence the outcome. Yeah. And I think right now we live in a world where everyone wants equal outcome, mm -hmm. but that's not what America is. That's not the promise. The prom promise is equal opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where people will say, well, we didn't always all get equal opportunity. I know that. Again, Native American and Hispanic, I know that as well. Yeah. But do you have equal opportunity now? Can you begin to take action now? Can you begin to move forward now? We want to honor our past. We want to respect that and understand it, but we can start taking actions now. If we continue to look back on what wasn't, we're going to maintain, we're going to be there. And if you can't make the decision for you, maybe think about your kids and your grandkids because your grandkids might be Lamar. Your grandkids might be uh, Keanu one way or the other, right? Yeah. And they may be making big decisions to impact the legacy moving forward. And you are a part of that today. And, and regardless of if equal opportunity does exist or not, who cares? And if equal opportunity is bothering you so much, then do something about it. Find yes, a way, find a way to do something about it. I think what's interesting is that I've been this before where I would want to complain so much, but I never wanted to find a solution on how to make it stop. Mm. I, I, I wanted to complain about the problem and have someone else solve it for me. When if the problem was placed on your heart and you're so passionate about it, turn that passion into a difference maker. You might not benefit from it, 
but someone else can. Those are the people that became the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's, the many other great men and women who have fought for equality in our country. So if you see some type of unequal opportunity going on that the odds are stacked against you, yes, you can do something about it, which can sound completely difficult uh, in actually action. It's difficult in action, hard in theory, but you can do something and it all starts somewhere. And here's the disclaimer, it won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. It'll definitely be worth it. Anything in this life that's worth it is not easy. Right. And I think we just keep wanting to complain about solutions, complain about problems and expect easy solutions. We expect hard problems to be solved by easy solutions. If there's a difficult problem, it's gonna take a difficult solution. So why do we keep expecting that we're gonna get over things in an easy way? You got me all fired up. I sound like a type eight. Well, you know, those are the relationship of the eight and the one, both very, very driven and, and, and to, especially towards the things that have to do with, with justice. And the thing is, is just knowing that you have so much more power than you think you do. Mm -hmm. you sit around and blame everybody else for your shortcomings or blame everyone else for the way that you were raised or blame everyone else for, you know, the opportunities you didn't have. You know, Lamar, you and I, a lot of our job or all of our business is built on contacting people. Mm -hmm. and asking them to work with us. Of course, yep. showing value, right? But one thing that we always said very early on is I love the no because it's one step closer to another yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to talk to the person that doesn't want to talk to me. I don't want to work for the person that doesn't want me to work for them. I don't want to be in business with the person that doesn't want to be in business with me. Let me take action to find out who those people are so I can find the person that is. Right. Because that is the great state of our nation that there are plenty of people that want to work with you, that want to do business with you, regardless of your background, your economic uh, background, whatever it may be, your skin color. There are people that want to work with you. Go out there and take action and figure out where your client is. And every no is one step closer to another yes. Instead, you're sitting here thinking about all the people that are going to tell you no. Do you know? <laughs> Go find out. And let's right. make this happen. This is more than numbers. You are more than a number yes this is the enneagram for entrepreneurs and i hope that today this inspired you this is a very candid conversation guys this is definitely a different speed from what we've operated in before but i want to give you straight from my heart one a little bit about my story and how i wrestled with this and two how lamar and i want to come alongside you and help you to break past these barriers as well i love it keanu and that's a wrap man that's another episode of more than numbers enneagram for entrepreneurs i'm lamar bratton along with the enneagram coach for professionals keanu trujillo we love you guys so much before we close out keanu as always tell the people how they can get more enneagram how they can learn their types how do they get more plugged in as i said in the beginning visit us on truestrategy.info everything you need to know we can connect there. That leads to all my social media as well. Uh, we do have the Expert Ownership Live event coming up October 21st through 22nd. Make sure you get your tickets. Speaking about transforming your business, speaking about uh, making strides in your business, that's going to be a big step for you to step forward and grow your business. And the next time you'll be hearing from Lamar and I, we will be back in the same building, in the same state, in the same city. Coming at y'all from Dallas, Texas. We'll see you guys next time. D-Town, we coming for you. That's a wrap. <laughs>